We are literally in a storage closet. Yes, we are. Um, and now you'll hear some laughter because it's true. Hey, my name is Tony Repic. I'm the chaplain here at the 111th. And this is an exciting opportunity for us to pilot a podcast that we want to help our citizen warriors balance their part-time military career with their civilian life. So, hey, look, we're calling it the balance because we, we don't want, we're not referring to equal attention to the things import, that's important in our lives but rather appropriate attention to what matters most to make us successful. So what we're going to do is uh, make an attempt to provide insight and practical takeaways um, for you, the citizen warrior, by bringing in experts, which I have one right here with me. We're going to introduce him in a minute, but I'll just tell you his name. His name's Rock, and um, he has tons of experience. I'll let him share that just in a moment. But what we're trying to do is aim around a theme um, around the four components of fitness and that's physical spiritual mental and social so again we're going to focus on a theme each month have a good discussion hopefully drop some things in your toolkit to make you successful as a citizen warrior so i'm not going to say much else here because i want to get into a great conversation with my, my buddy here rock um so rock tell us a little bit about yourself well first i gotta say i love what you've done with the closet i mean it's just beautiful in here isn't the color uh, great on the yeah it's a little, little little type but uh very doable um uh, so I've been in the military, uh, almost 28 years and, uh, roughly 20 of those years I've spent as a traditional guardsman. So I'm hoping today that I can offer some insight into, uh, balancing, uh, life as a traditional guardsman. So, so is our host, Andrea, you, you brought a guy in here that only has 28 years and 20 years. Of... I know. I'm sorry, sir. I'll do better next time. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so, so what, I'm, what I'm gathering already is you have a lot of experience here. And so that, that's what we're hopeful that you can share so that today's theme is uh, readiness or um, being prepared for the war fight. Okay. So how in the world do, do these, these new airmen come in or even more seasoned airmen that are struggling right now? Um, walk into a drill weekend. So let's talk about just preparation to what, what a drill weekend looks like. Yeah, I think uh, for me during the traditional years, um, uh, yeah, there's um, there's the challenges of balancing multiple things, balancing that family, balancing that civilian job, and balancing uh, the commitment to the military. So uh, it's, it's certainly not easy, but there are approaches that you could t- take to help um, navigate that. And I think part of that is um, is uh, preparation. I mean, for me, it was always um, you know talking to my supervisor um, on a previous drill weekend. Hey, what's what's our objectives for the next drill weekend? Um, making sure that I was communicating to my wife and children. Okay, dad's not going to be around for this particular weekend. Um, so tell your family the dates of your drill, right? Absolutely, yeah. We used to bu- just post it right on the refrigerator there, there so yeah. uh, so that my wife had full essay on the upcoming drill weekend. 
uh, and any of those family dynamics would have to probably shift around uh, the drill weekend. But uh, that, that drill weekend previous to the upcoming drill weekend, my big thing was trying to communicate with my supervisor to understand what the expectations were, say for, you know, our, our next drill weekend is going to be March. So we're in February right now. I try to have that Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning conversation with him uh, or her just to say, hey, where, where are we at for March? What's yeah. happening? What do I need to do? Uh, is there anything big? And and almost approach it from a tactical and a strategic uh, standpoint, just That's so excellent. I could just so I can understand what's what's upcoming. That's excellent. And then so you do that, but then you go four weeks until you get together again, right? And you got to be ready though for that weekend because training's coming at you. All these things are flying at you. There's pressure on you to gain and uh, climb rank and get schooling done. So talk about the lead up time. What what does that look like? So a week out, a week and a half out. Yeah, do you do anything? Do you just sit on your hands and wait for your supervisor to <laughs> fire emails to you, or what? I do. Yeah, yeah. that's about every day. Yeah, I, I, right. <laughs> I think the lead up time. I think um, you know having an idea of what's upcoming. Um, you know, it's so the challenge is is the challenge is doing those three pieces, right? The challenge is okay. I'm I'm dealing with my family. I'm dealing with my kids. Dealing with any of those uh, demands. I'm dealing with my civilian employer demands. Um, so, so for the for the young airmen, for that young NCO, um, having a plan actually helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, if we're talking about a week and a half lead up, understand what the demands are for those seven days or ten days leading up, uh, and do your best to manage those. Um, and and again, emphasize communication because uh, that communication to your family members, um, to to your civilian employer, are critical for the success. Of you going into that drill weekend so i think the lead up for me is always try to stay focused on the day and the task at hand um, understand what your goals and objectives for each day are and then apply energy to that and then uh, just be prepared leading into the into the drill weekend my routine is you know uniform after i got back from my civilian position i have uniform out i have boots out i have yeah. All the accru- all the accoutrements. accoutrements thank you. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I do yeah, with words. Yeah, it's, it's kind of my thing. Thank you very much. <laughs> all the accoutrements that we need in my hat on the dining room table. So I have my military ID. I have the car keys. I have. Mm-hmm. So when I wake up on that Saturday morning uh, and I eat that hearty breakfast, I I'm just uh, skipping out the door and and heading in. And I, I I didn't hear you say this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of poke fun a little bit here. So as a millennial, you're also saying. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone and use the phone as a phone, right? Yeah. And not just rely on it as text messaging or, or, or emails when it's if you're talking about communication, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, we're high tech, uh, but we need to be high tech touch um, yeah. because the reality is, is uh, those human interactions and those conversations absolutely matter. I mean, uh, texting is great for that quick uh, information exchange. But at the end of the day, you know, to our significant others, to our partners, um, to our children, uh, to our civilian employers, and to our military uh, team members, we just need to be having good conversations um, mm-hmm. so that we have full understanding of of, uh, of where we stand. Yeah, just expectations. That's great. So we got that one down. So the first one was communication. Um, you you got to be. We got to be deliberate about that. Okay. So, Number two, what do you, what do you have? What's second? I, I think uh, I think second we're going to talk about uh, 
mental and physical fitness, and we'll start with physical fitness because it's a direct link to your mental um, fitness as well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you mentioned earlier millennials. Uh, you know, one thing just to note uh, with millennials, probably the smartest group of people I've ever encountered, mm. and they're a tremendous asset to us That's right. uh, from a wing standpoint. So um, we talk about this high tech. Sometimes we get a little hung up with high tech, you know, whether it's, um, you know, being out on the web, searching different topics or so forth. But, um, you know, we have to manage ourselves. So we have to we have to make sure that we put that PT, uh, that physical fitness in hmm. place for us. So for me, from a tr traditional standpoint, it was know when to turn off the computer, know when to shut down the phone, know when to take the time. Um, for me in the civilian world, it was lunchtime. I would take a walk in the park, take a run in the park, um, you know, do push-ups, do sit-ups. Um, and so that was my approach. It was a very tactical, uh, low-threat not high goal approach to just staying in fitness, uh, physically fit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just on vacation in Mexico about two weeks ago. And, you know, for those uh, five days um, that I spent at the resort. Um, or, tough life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> please, I was, please, sir, continue. I was, I was doing push-ups and sit-ups and I was hitting the gym. So uh, it's just, <laughs> you know. PT is, is critical for the success of yeah. us as individuals with the military. Well, it has benefit not only for our military careers, but doesn't it benefit us just in good general health anyway? Uh, that's so, yeah. so as an 18 or 19 year old troop, like, you know, you're tasked with the PT piece, which was, which was fun. And then as I, um, <laughs> as I, fun. Yeah, it's fun. As yeah. and then as I, as I went through the years, um, you know, into my forties, like, Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. But, but the reality is, is looking back is, uh, I'm 56. I consider myself in excellent health and it's only halftime for me. I mean, I'm going to a hundred, so I'm going to be the guy that breaks that pension back and yeah. bank. And I attribute that to, uh, the PT that I've been involved in over the last 28 years. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have to look at we have to look at physical readiness is something that's not again not just beneficial for our military career, but it's good for our own health too. So find some time. You're saying during work even you know you know what I did at one point when I was working retail, um, I would drop down when no one was in the store and just do some push-ups. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but like yeah. no one's here. Yeah. Throw some push-ups yeah. in real quick, and it, and it helped me whenever I came on drill weekends. Um, Absolutely. And so yeah, uh, so that so one was communication. Um, the second was the you know, physical and, and mental fitness because there's an overlap there. And what would you say the third one then? Again, for the citizen warrior to ensure that they're you know mission ready at all times for the war fight. Yeah, I think for me, I think it was spirituality, um, mm. and I think it it centered around family and centered around uh, my beliefs and my belief system. Um, and and um, you know. Throughout my 20 years as a traditional guardsman, one of the things uh, that's a piece, a part of my belief system is um, trying to believe in myself hmm. and trying to understand that, um, you know, uh, as a young airman, as a young NCO, and now as an old senior NCO. We call it seasoned, I think. <laughs> seasoned, that, yeah, yeah there you go. I like that term much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Term for it. Yeah. Again, worse. Okay. I'm, I'm two for yeah. two now. As that, as that seasoned senior NCO, I think um, 
you know, the believing in yourself and understanding that there are going to be challenges, mistakes, errors that are made, but there's going to be this beautiful uh, goal reaching and success that you're going to have too. And to know not to go too hard on yourself and to always understand to reach out if you're facing challenges or facing adversity, um, that you have a whole team here off to your left flank and your right flank stands your wingmen. Um, and, and then the idea that as we, as we navigate this adversity, which is part of life or those challenges that growth happens and that we become, um, that more in tuned, um, person. So, uh, that would be my advice is always yeah. believe in yourself and, and to, um, um, you know, always make sure you're trying to communicate out to folks if you run into, run into yeah. struggles. You know, and that, and that same, along those same lines, so I have uh, 15 years experience in the, in the military, again, all, all traditional as well, and 14 of it's with the Army. So there's an Army ethic in me. Um, now I'm over here on the air side, which, which I'm enjoying, but one of the things... I'm not holding against you at all. Yeah, please don't do <laughs> <Hoorah>. that. <laughs> Actually, I... I it, isn't it hua? Is it's it still hua? Well, it's yeah, it's yeah. Hua. Yeah. Whoops. Do you even know okay. what that means? Yeah. <laughs> it means whatever you want it to mean. I heard right. that. It means whatever you want it to mean. We tried air power and it didn't work. Remember yeah. that for like right. five seconds? Yeah. We're like, we're going to say air powered everything and it just, just didn't work didn't out. Didn't work. Yeah. But please, go ahead, sir. <laughs> no, so, you know, we're always taught about taking, you know, taking care of yourself, you own your own career. And sometimes I think that we could internalize that so much that we become selfish, even though we have these values and this creed we live by. And again, the culture that we're in, especially in the millennial culture, there's been this emphasis on, you know, um, about them climbing fast, moving quick, gaining rank. But w what about the wingman concept, the battle buddy concept and helping each other out left and right? You know, so you kind of mentioned that. Can you just speak on that for a minute with yeah. your, some of your the experience you have? Yes, sir. I, it's absolutely important to understand as part of this organization, um, our, our, the whole um strengthens us so diversity within this wing is critical to mission success but most importantly it's that diversity um that actually um it's it's a treasure to each of mm. us in the sense that um it offers us um those people that have different experiences different education levels uh and just different um, challenges that they've had in their lives that are off to our left and right flank as wingmen that they can share um, and teach us. Um, but moreover, we can actually um, engage them and understand, hey, what was it like when you went through that really hard time and how did you do that? How did you navigate through that? Mm. So it's that shared uh, diversity that we have um, that really uh, just strengthens us as individuals within the wing. And as the one who has to edit this later, I, I want to put this in. Um, we were talking about the, the drill status guardsmen and the reservists. Do you think that there is a special diversity uh, that we have? And nothing against our active duty counterparts whatsoever. But do you think there is some something we bring in our diversity that gives us an edge? I absolutely do. I think, um, you know, if you look at our local population, uh, it's not only from this immediate region, but it's from, you know, states that are uh, northern states, southern states, et cetera. People actually drive in to uh, contribute to to the mission here as a guardsman. Um, so but moreover, I think, um, you know, some of the our, our task is actually um, to be worldwide ready and to mm -hmm. be uh, to be able to deploy globally at 
um, a moment's notice. So we know we hook up with Air Force Reserve. We know we hook up with the active duty in those events. Um, and what the National Guard brings is that National Guard brings um, that skill set, that education, um, those experiences that are, are critical to um, deploying and then linking with our with our uh, active duty and reserve counterparts uh, and gelling as a team. Day one, boots on the ground, ready to roll. So um, for us, I think as a, as a guard unit, uh, we've been tasked more so over the last 10, 15 years mm, yeah. than the other reserve yeah. component, well, the, the Air Force Reserve. So, um, you know, we're a, we're a highly experienced force and we can offer a lot uh, in those situations. I've also seen in my, my experience when, when I deployed, it seemed that the gel camaraderie, communication, we were able to flex more and be a little more loose and fluid when it comes to changing a mission. On, on moments notice whereas the others stump so much struggle with that again not a knock on them it's just the citizen warrior mindset we have of the skills we bring from our civilian life actually play a role in our in our military life as well and not to mention the hurricanes natural disasters that happen on the mm -hmm. homeland so there's a, yeah. there's a yeah, they make you flexible like yeah. yeah right <laughs> instead of using instead of having your, your rifle in your hand or you know whatever job you may have you may have a shovel in your hand throwing snow off of a highway somewhere yeah. right or throwing a bag for a hurricane relief mission to keep yeah. water away from my house yeah. or home. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, awesome. we, we are, we're pretty awesome. Yeah, we are yeah. pretty awesome. So we don't even, we, don't even <laughs> we just call it, we just call it, we named the show to we're pretty awesome. We're pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think our, our, uh, our mission statement as a wing states that, you know, we are a, a, uh, a ready resource for global engagement, um, uh, to serve the federal government when needed and, uh, to serve the Commonwealth yeah. in any type of, uh, civil challenges that, that, that our state may have and and it, i think it's the the population of this wing uh with the strengths that we have with the people we have and that's that's the key point is people matter um that airman matters that mm -hmm. nco matters uh, those officers matter um uh, with our diversity i just think um i think you use the term flex we're able to flex forward and impact a mission immediately and make it successful yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well, Rock, you, you shared a lot of great insight with us today. This has been great. I, I know the citizen warriors that are listening here are going to take something away from this. If anything, they're going to laugh about the, the color of the walls. It's not that. The beginning. It's the holes, or the in, holes the wall in the walls. That, yeah. You know, I, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow I'll stop by with a plant, but I'm not <laughs> sure it would survive. <laughs> you know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, and it's getting a little hot and stinky yeah. here. That we yeah. probably wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, we're going to wrap this up here. But I just want to quickly summarize just those three points again because. Um, you know, as folks are driving around or taking a snack break at work, whatever they're doing, they're able to listen in on this here. Um, so one, you said communication is important. Do it as early as often and as frequently as, as necessary, which is you, you just find time you need to do it. High touch points. Second is the physical mental fitness is super important. Invest in yourself because it's going to pay dividends beyond even your military fitness score for um, your time in the military. It can extend your life as well. And then that final one was that spiritual self-reflection, believing in yourself, growing, developing character so that you then in turn could help your wingman, your battle buddy on the left and right of you. So did I, did I get that? You got that, all this. Yeah? Yeah. Perfect summary. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of experience, Rock. And again, just want to thank you for, uh, for, for jumping in on this pilot here. Um, we're calling it The Balance, but it might change names. Who knows? <laughs> As we keep moving we're forward, awesome. yeah. <laughs> the we're awesome. We're awesome because we already are balanced. Um, but no, uh, 
this has been great. It's fantastic. I hope the audience, I hope you guys gained something from this today. So you guys have a great day. See ya. Thank you.